an episode <laughs> that doesn't dancing. start with us laughing. Welcome to Gr- uh, Green Laser. <laughs> Fuck it up. I'm keeping it. Dream laser. Seriously hard sci-fi. We need to make a cream laser. <laughs> oh my god, there should be another one of Gabriel oh. McSnorkerson slides. The Next cream episode. laser, where oh, you just Jesus. get jizzed on constantly. <laughs> we have a special guest this week. We have Danielle. Hello, everybody. She, she was here uh, a couple weeks ago when she created a sex romp. <laughs> a Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian sex romp. Oh my god. It was great. You just wait till season two rolls around. You'll get another one. <laughs> oh jeez. So, um, we have a lot of uh, story today. Yeah. So you're, you're saying this is your uh, this is my longest one? story I think so far. Yeah. Your, yours, obviously Same. yours too. Ob- well, it's the second one. But yeah. yeah. It is the longest by far. <laughs> That's what she said. Fuck! I wish I had that thing. Anyway, <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Anyways, um, mine's pretty long too. It's not the longest one I've done yet, but it it has a lot of uh, content in it. And I have I'm doing it again where like I'm I feel like it's not. It's funny, but I feel like I put more story. Honestly, same. I feel like mine is kind of funny, but it's more epic as fuck. My, mine's, uh, mine's good. You look oh nervous. Lord. <laughs> mine is a little, it's, yeah. I'm just afraid Enjoy that it. it's going to be I'm more excited. sex. <laughs> it's more, triple vaginas. I swear on Emperor Palpatine himself that I did not write a sex story this Our time. Our Lord and Savior Palpatine. You. We Palpy gotta love Palpy. <laughs> All right, so who wants to do the deed first? Danielle said she wanted her story read first. Okay. I think it'll set the stage. Oh, so, okay, that, that means I, I'm reading her story because she said that she, Rosemary can't handle it. Yeah, I couldn't handle last one. Like, literally last time as she was, as you were reading about the Mandalorian thrusting into the double vaginas, I was like, thank fucking God I'm not reading this. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. this will be a Thanks fun for one. reminding me. Uh, <laughs> all right, so here we go. This is the first one. It's called The Bane of All Babes. Okay. Oh, my God. You're, she's losing it already. Right. The streets of new forget about it. Oh, shit. She said forget about it. Very proper, the proper way, not forget about it. It's forget about it. The streets of New Forget About It were a dangerous place for the likes of both cops and criminals. Oh, shit. Ever since the fall of the great crime lord Anthony Vincent Diamond Balls Gambino. No relation. New criminals have been rising up in hopes to take over his empire. Most of the time, it results in petty theft or the occasional casual murder. <laughs> casual murder. But nothing that's insane. At least that's what everyone believed. Everyone but Detective Rose Mary. <laughs> <laughs> what could or that the, be? Or as the criminals fondly refer to her, the bane of all banes. Oh, shit. Oh, where is it? I can't think of it. Here we go. <laughs> now, I know that sounds really badass and everything, but here's the truth behind the nickname. Oh, God. She received it among the urchins of the street where she took down a satellite operation of pig mutations orbiting above the city... When she first stepped into her role as a brand new detective. Now, I know that sounds really lame and everything, but these pigs were being mutated to a giant pigman with rippling <laughs> glossy muscles Gross. and huge floppy dicks. <laughs> Why didn't they give them a loincloth at the very least? <laughs> this is how evil they were. They call themselves the USSF. Oh, the, God! The Union of Super Sad Friends. <laughs> It was mostly emo kids. Babe, you can pick that up. It was mostly emo kids. In fact, when Rose went in to raid the place, it was cluttered with nothing but My Chemical Romance and Panic at the Disco CDs. I like Panic, but, a, a, you know, an exclamation point. That's panic, how it is. I know, at the Disco CDs, which made no sense because there was no CD players. <laughs> they don't even make them anymore. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. No one believed Detective Mary when she said there was something serious going on after a string of murders near a plasma cartridge factory just outside of New Forget About It. <laughs> Not even her previous partner, Lieutenant Emma Lee. Oh, shit. Get it? Emma told, <laughs> Emma told her that it wasn't outside of the realm of normalcy, that 50 murders in one week was, in her words, totes legit. <laughs> Rose disagreed. She took it to the chief, and as soon as she burst through the glass doors to his office, and her eyes landed on his, which were on her chest. Of course. She crossed her arms. Chief, there's something up out there. I need you I need you to believe in me. She was serious, her face stone cold, and her arms preventing those fiery biscuits from, <laughs> from jiggling with each step she took. <sighs> the chief was mesmerized by it. Tony, she yelled. Oh, God. Oh, my God. 
once she got sick of his attention being elsewhere and his eyes snapped to her own. Do you like to look at my fiery biscuits? <laughs> I already sent two officers to check it out, he said, fighting the urge to check out her sick milk rockets. <laughs> She was obviously wearing a button-up like all detectives do and knew forget about it. And her buttons were th- were threatening to pop any second now. Tony scooted his chair in, hiding his raging boner under the desk completely. <laughs> Which two, she asked sternly. Roxy and Soren. Oh, shit! He answered her like she was... She answered her like she was his boss. Yeah, Are you joking? Right. Those two idiots are going to get themselves killed. She slammed her hands down at the desk in front of her, leaning just enough for her cleavage to peek out of the top of her shirt. Tony's eyes were immediately drawn to those tasty milk rockets. Put me on the case, Chief. I can't do that. It's already been assigned, he said. As he said this, one of her buttons popped and flies directly into his forehead. She did that on purpose. <laughs> he, fell, he fell back in his chair and popped the biggest fear boner he's ever had just... He, he's ever had, just as he thought his boner was going flaccid, staring into the eyes of certain death by Titty. <laughs> okay, go after them. They left earlier this morning. Make sure you take Lieutenant Lee with you. It's just a routine patrol, so try not to kill everyone, or kill anyone, unless they're really annoying. Or everyone. <laughs> with that, Rose retreated to collect her favorite weapon, a giant plasma cannon called Dad's Belt. That's my <laughs> And her old partner in crime... Oh, wait, and, oh, wait, and her own... Po- oh, sorry, I can't talk. And her old partner in crime. Routine patrol? Not in her watch. <laughs> she was taking this operation down, even if it would cost her all the buttons on her blouse. <laughs> the drive to the outskirts of New Forget About It was lackluster, and Rose tries to radio Soren and Roxy multiple times to no avail. They're dead. She was beginning to wonder if maybe she'd be too late to save them. Then again, they could just be at a fucking strip club. She caught them there before... <laughs> Not that she was that worried about Roxy Silverlock, the most badass bitch she's ever seen from the Academy since her and Emma graduated. <laughs> Soren, on the other hand, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> We're here, Lieutenant Lee said, and Detective Mary stepped out of the car. Of course it was raining. It always has to be raining in any good detective story. I mean, have you played Heavy Rain? Detroit become human? Come on. So true. The warehouse was run down and looked completely desolate, but she knew it was all a front. Something stunk, and she didn't know what it was, but it reminded her of her first big mission all over again. Without a word, the two of them pulled their pistols out, cartridges loaded, and approaches, approached approached the main <laughs> entrance of the warehouse, a rusty metal door with a little rectangular window cracked. Never one for the subtle approach, Rose kicked the door in and pointed her pistol at nothing. Oh, shit. There was no one there. What? But then she saw a light flicker off in her peripherals, and her step carried her over to the doorway of that room. She pressed herself up against the frame of the door, pistol in front of her, and aimed carefully as she fished her flashlight out of her pocket and held the light into the room until a leg came up and kicked the flashlight and gun out of her hand into the dark. Into the dark, dirty floor beneath them, Rose stepped back and whipped out the end of a baton. Don't ask me where she's storing these things. <laughs> Between my fiery biscuits... <laughs> Her pockets run deep. <laughs> she pressed the button on the end of the baton and a red laser blew or red ra- I'm sorry. Her I can't talk. Her red laser blade flew out of the front of it. She had a freaking police lightsaber. Yes. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> she immediately swung it at the shadowy figure which was coming straight for her. But they were fast. They didn't even look human. Then she noticed the yellow eyes. Oh, it shit. was Soren. She doubled back to no. put some distance between them and glared. What the fuck, you actual moron? It's me! She shouted as Soren reverted back to his wolf form, glowing, glowering, glowering at her. Sorry. Excuse you. <laughs> I know it's you. Then why are you attacking me? She shouted again. She shouted again. Where's Roxy? But Roxy appeared from the doorway looking as tough as ever. The soft lighting of the room was nice. But it wasn't as nice as her shirt was soaked and Rose could actually see what color Roxy's nipples were. Oh Brown. Nice. Oh you God. fell for it, Rose. You fell right into the trap, Roxy said, smirking. What trap? Where's Emma? Rose asked and glanced Emma? around. Remember the USSF? Yeah, we're part of that. Yeah, two of our people, Roxy. Roxy began and Sword growled and interrupted her. 
Give Ashley back to us, oh, unless you want to find Lieutenant Lee in the gutter. Oh no! He said through gritted teeth. Ash was the love of both of these idiots alive, <laughs> but Rose didn't know that until after the operation that took down the pig farm above the city. Ashley was a corrupt cop working with what? the leader of the organization, Eve, oh, to foster no. the pig person army. The thing is, Rose never quite grasped the front or grasped the point of the pig farm. What were all these pigs going to be used for? Why were they manufacturing them? Bacon, the thing obviously. is, Rose never thought to question it. Now, staring at these two, the star officers that she worked with who were working against her, she began to wonder if perhaps she should have questioned it. She deactivated her laser baton and put it back to wherever she got it from. <laughs> I can't believe you two morons are working with the bad guys after all the work I put into you. Roxy, I even helped you get your boob job. <laughs> Soren, I gave you the redemption you never would have gotten on the streets. How dare you betray me? I fucking did. Give Ashley back, Soren shouted again and lunged for Rose. But Roxy <laughs> put her hand up to stop him. He's a beta, so he totally obeyed her like a dog. <laughs> oh, shit. You have two days to decide. After that, your beloved best friend and partner is done for. No. Got it? Roxy said almost too confidently. Rose played with the idea of blasting them both with Dad's belt right then and there. <laughs> But decided that Roxy was really too hot for, for that, so even if she did it to Soren, Roxy would be caught in the crossfire and her hotness would definitely deplete if she was covered in burn scars or missing a limb or two. Damn. Fine. She resigned. But don't you dare hurt a hair in her head or I'll send you Ash's nipples in the mail. <laughs> Not attached. The trip back to the precinct was quiet now that Emma was gone and Rose decided to do what she does whenever she is in a bind and blast. Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance at full volume. By the time the song was over, she had decided to change course and head towards the maximum security prison in the sky where Eve and Ash were being held for eternity. It was a harsh sentence to serve, but mutating species was a hard, a harsh crime to commit. Plain God wasn't something the residents of New Forget About It were ever were fond of ever since Anthony Vincent Diamond Balls Gambino took over to the rats of the city and caused havoc everywhere. She parked her hover car outside nice. of the prison and entered, stating her business firmly and being led back to where the most nefarious criminals were stored behind plasma bars that would disintegrate anything that came close enough to cool. touch it. Cool. It sure did smell like shit in here. <laughs> it would. <laughs> Along the way, she passed plenty of cells, noticing one in particular for some someone named Lex Luthor Jar Jar Binks Palpatine. Oh, no. My God. <laughs> Rose mentally noted that he was really hot with his messy long black hair and big nose that kind of reminded her of the chief who she had been crushing on since oh, the day she started. <laughs> but, she, but she wasn't here for that. She was here for business. It was business time and she had on her business socks. Fuck. She had her business, business socks, socks on. She got to the cell she was there to visit and on the other side stood her arch nemesis, Eve. Oh, fuck. Rose stared at her through the flickering lights of the plasma bars. What do you want? Eve bit as soon as she saw her. Orange looks good on you, Rose com oh, commented. They do say it's a new black. <laughs> <laughs> Eve retorted. <laughs> that was good. So good. <laughs> Eve retorted and sat up in her prison cot. Now, what do you want? Come to gloat? I came to find out why you're mutating those pigs, Rose said, <laughs> and crossed her arms over her chest melons. <laughs> Not now. Yes. Are you questioning your victory finally? I knew this day would come. Once upon a time, a young, pretty little cadet dreamed of. She was cut off by Rose, though. Can't can it with the expository backstory. <laughs> no one wants to hear it. Why were you mutating the pigs, you, you raging cunts? Oh, shit. Rose spat again. It was business time, and she would not be distracted by Eve's petty words, like she nearly was the first time she brought her down. Especially since, for some reason, Eve's voice changed into a British accent halfway through her attempted monologue. <laughs> Like Princess Leia's in A New Hope. Oh, God. At least that's what Rose remembers from her history class at the Academy, because in the universe, in this universe, Star Wars is totally real. Oh, shit. <laughs> Those pigs asked, me, asked to be changed, Detective. We were only giving them what they wanted. They wanted to be free. Sorry, I can't do a British accent. <laughs> and e Eve's shoulders fell in line with one another. Don't you want to be free, pig? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. If Rose was stupid, she would have launched herself into those bars at Eve's comment and made her eat it. But she wasn't stupid. On the contrary, she was brilliant. And she had a great body, too. She was really the full package. Thanks. <laughs> How did they tell you that, she asked. Sword turned into a pig and, co and communicated with them. Yeah, that's one of his abilities. Now, 
Aren't you impressed? Because I'm not. <laughs> He'll never be good enough, but that's beside the point. It wasn't my idea. It wasn't my idea to mutate them. I simply had the means. It was your own officer who wanted to mutate them and set them free. Rose was shooketh. Shooketh. What is she? She looked at her own. She looked at her own hands, wondering if her first big mission was really worth the destruction it brought. All those pigs were slaughtered and turned into pork belly for Space Korea and bacon for Space America. And they wanted to be free. She looked up at Eve. The blue light of the plasma bar reflected off of Eve's perfect features, and Rose couldn't see a sign of any fuckery behind those eyes. She, she had to do something about this. She had to stage a heist. Oh, fuck. Thanks for the conversation, she said, and turned to walk away. As she did, though, she heard something from Lex Luthor Jar Jar Binks Palpatine's cell. It sounded like someone was slapping themselves. Oh, no. She looked over and she walked by and Lex released a cum shot right into her face and hair. She immediately puked up her Space Korea pork belly all over the pristine prison floor. Space Korea. The guard. The Someone was watching Sons of the Lambs. Space BTS from Space The guard did not look happy about this, but it was a perfect distraction as they rushed to open Lex's cell and presumably beat the living shit out of him while his dick was still out and flopping around. She turned and ran to the opposite direction, to the end of the hall where Ashley Silverlock was being held. With her steel-toed boots, she kicked in the panel of the wall, and the plasma bars disappeared. Oh, nice. As a matter of fact... They disappeared on every cell. Uh-oh. Rose gripped Ash's arm, shaking her awake. Let's go! This is very bad. She shouted and began to drag her out of her cot towards the exit. The other criminals were running out of their cells. A riot was about to go down. She noticed that Eve was passed out on the floor. Weird. They had to take the stairs, which was totally reasonable, even though the prison had like 15,000 floors. <laughs> she shoved her... Fuck you, dude. She... I don't get it. She shoved her way out of the crowd of criminals and cops her, her grip still on Ash's wrist so tight it could break it. She shoved her way out of the door to the cell block and threw the doorway to the stairs. Ash wasn't struggling, still groggy, groggy from sleep. Let's skip ahead because no one wants to hear about someone descending 50 flights of stairs. <laughs> By the time they escaped the prison and were back in Rose's cruiser, Reality had hit her. There was no going back now. She'd probably lose her badge for this. Oh, fuck. She had to rescue Emma at all costs. And she felt like a total asshole for killing a bunch of pigs. She had a pig blood all over her hands. That much worse than people blood. That's much worse than people blood. This is like Space France Revolution all over again. <laughs> Are you okay? Asked, Ash asked. Finally worried about someone other than herself. Oh, shit. No, but I will be. Thanks for breaking me out, Mom. Ash said with a smile on her face. Rose looked at her inside. She wasn't her real daughter, but Rose said, fuck that early on in life. <laughs> but she did adopt her and raise her. It was it was the right thing to do. When they lifted off to the parking lot and began to head back to the damned abandoned warehouse, Ash buckled her, ski- her seatbelt. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you something. She said, but Rose noticed it didn't sound like her at all. Her voice was different, and she wasn't quite sure why. Maybe it was her intuition, but her stomach plummet- plummeted when she heard the next words. Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> It was Eve's voice. Oh, no. She had transferred her consciousness into Ashley's body somehow. Rose looked up just in time to see the fist of her adopted daughter coming straight for oh, her Jesus. face. But she was too quick and she couldn't dodge it. Then everything went black. Fuck. The next thing she knew, she was waking up, still strapped down in her cruiser, but it was on fire. Oh, no. Flames engulfing the old school leather. Oh, no. Eve had bested her in a game of cat and mouse and stolen Ash's body. She ripped the seatbelt off her breasticles, her shirt split open now, and titties pouring out of it. And groaned as she turned her body and kicked the door open, dragging titties, pour, hurry, uh, dragging herself, not dragging titties, dragging herself out of the rubble. She was she was surrounded by trees, no doubt, and knew forget about it, Central Park. Oh, God. Judging by the unforgettable blue flowers with their glowing tips and that only grew there. She didn't remember the name. Flowers weren't really her thing. Lipping as she stood up, she pulled the weight of her giant boobs and the rest of her towards the where she assumed she would find a trail or, or the road. Once she cleared through the brush, though, she couldn't believe her eyes. The city was in flames, just like her broken cruiser, God. and the entire park was desolate. Not a soul was in sight. Rose had a new mission, and she cracked her neck as she straightened out 
operation, figure out what the fuck happened, and forget <laughs> about it, and eradicate Eve's entire consciousness until even Luke Skywalker agrees that some people can really be gone. <laughs> oh my god! The it's end. The end. To be continued? <laughs> Bruh. That was that so good. Was what happened to Ash's consciousness? What happened to Ash's consciousness? Guess you'll have to wait and find out. Oh my god. I guess you'll have to wait. And see. I was really into the hot police chief in that oh, story. Right. I was into that whole thing. <laughs> Dad's belt. <laughs> Dad, I was wondering why you I, When you texted me, I was me like, that's, that. when you said that, I was like, that's definitely going to the story. I didn't even have to uh, ask. It was like, that's, uh, that's going to the story. Oh my God. I have a gun oh. in Fallout 76 called Dad's belt. Oh All right, God. so who's doing the um, next story? I just have to say really quick before we go on to the next one, that fucking inside joke about the 50,000 levels of stairs... <laughs> Oh my god. I don't get it. So basically, long story short, I wrote this story that takes place on a space station and there's a part where there's a stairwell. And I even think I said to Danielle, I was like, why is there a stairwell? It makes no fucking sense. They'd be like 15,000 floors. Like, it doesn't make sense. So I threw it in there. Nice, nice. (laughs) I just realized that our prompt this week was space jail. Yeah. And you did a space jail. Yeah, you 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 elaborate on it. What happened to Emma? I don't know. That's so sad. My space jail is very passive. Oh, okay. mine is too. Yeah, yeah, that was like a good space jail. Yeah, that was like a that that was what we should have read. Honestly, <laughs> that, that was, was my, honestly that was my awesome. Honestly, that was sick. That was to, really good. To I love that. Story. Yeah, I figured there was, a, there was a little bit of hodgepodge of everything. Yeah, yeah and it was it. not just a fanfic to my actual story. It was a fanfic to me and my life. <laughs> It was kind of like a love letter to all of us. Yeah. yeah. And new forget about it. Yes, new forget about forget it. That's like a parallel it. universe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like 616 versus it. like Ultimate Universe. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was so good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So who who's next? Who's next? I'll go next. Okay. All right. So my story short, the shortest one. Okay. Uh, Rosemary's probably going to giggle a lot because that's what she did. That's what I do. And she's reading it. So right. uh, take it away. Here we go. All right. I'm excited. <sighs> oh my god, yes! Oh my god, I'm so excited. Read it. The Ballad of Queef McLaser Taint. <laughs> yes! Origin story. <laughs> yes! Finally! Finally. Finally. It's happening. It's all happening, guys. Sit down, boys and girls, for I'm about to tell you the story of the greatest space wizard ever to be produced by two life forms getting their sex on. <laughs> I hope you're wearing a diaper because this is gonna get messy. <laughs> just like any other day in the city of <laughs> what, what is it? it starts <laughs> oh god the city of dip my balls in it show sure how it's spelled <laughs> oh my god I'm dead the city of dip my balls in it <laughs> one word one word Okay. Queef woke up to a perfect day, which is rare for cyberpunk dystopian futures, I'll say. Usually a day without acid rain or radioactive smog is considered a bad omen. That means that either Queef or his brother Leviticus has to die. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Those were the rules established in his family ever since the great dildo famine of 3001. (laughs) I thought dildos were the main export of Earth. They were. And then we lie on the water. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, No other being on Earth followed these rules, just his stupid podunk family. Hey, I don't make the rules. I just tell the story. Anyways, the rules are simple. On a day with blue skies, brother will be pitted against brother in a cage match in the center of the city's mega stadium for all the population to see. A no-holds-barred fight to the death. I have brother pitted against brother, too. Nice. Really? Uh, Yeah. Dope. (laughs) We have the same brain, I Totally. We legitimately do. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, Queef didn't want to kill his twin brother Leviticus. Why? Okay. Why would his parents name one Leviticus? You, it'll make sense. And one it'll make Queef. sense. Okay. <laughs> it's a valid I, question. <laughs> it will be answered. It'll be answered. They actually got along, even though the thought of siblings getting along is outright crazy. Most of the time, they would play with the VR titty jigglers on their <laughs> Pretendo Swatch 4 <laughs> until they got caught by their parents. Oh, God. Queef's dad was a degenerate gambler and lost their life savings betting that his dick was bigger than a space Snickers bar. (laughs) It wasn't. (laughs) BTW, I'm talking about the snack size Snickers that you get for Halloween, like the fun size ones. (laughs) 
Yeah, smaller than that. <laughs> What's even more fucked is that he's actually betting on their fight to the death. Oh my god. <laughs> and he's betting on Leviticus. I would too, honestly, before I knew this. Their name. mom died about a year ago and she got trampled by an army of androids looking for... D- <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> looking for WD40 <laughs> looking for WD40 at Mega Walmart during Black Friday <laughs> that would happen <laughs> that would happen they need it would, it's like their sustenance that would happen that would be so real oh. oh my god she got trampled so hard that there wasn't anything left except for a family heirloom pin that said <laughs> Sorry, everyone. It said, God bless this mess. Queef for it at all times to remember her, even though it still smelled like blood, old blood. Leviticus was always the more loved son, as I'm sure you can tell because who the fuck names their kid Queef unless they <laughs> fucking hated him? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Leviticus was better at everything. They both just hit 13, and he can sharpshoot a Verizon drone at 9,000 feet, no sweat. Oh, shit. <laughs> It's high noon and the rules stipulate that they need to be at the mega stadium. They pull up on the super Uber <laughs> and are, sur- oh, they pull up in a super Uber and are surrounded by hundreds of flying cameras recording everything live on space CNN. Oh this God. would be the first happy sunny battle day in 100 years. <laughs> That's what it's called. Happy sunny battle day. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> Leviticus is wearing solid adamantium armor that his father had to get from a lone shark, while Queef was wearing. <laughs> Are you ready? I don't see what he's wearing. No. He's wearing <laughs> a romper made for a preteen woman, <laughs> so everyone can see the outline of his dick, and most of the time his balls were hanging out. <laughs> Male rompers? Oh, I don't know. Oh, a romper stomper? No. No, there's like a name for me. Oh, rompers. I don't know. I don't know. That was a female one. <laughs> <clears throat> They're both escorted to the center of the arena on opposite sides. It's a sold out stadium with hundreds of thousands attending the sure to be slaughter of Queef. Aww. A referee flies to each of them with an array of weaponry for them to choose to battle with. Leviticus, Leviticus grabs a bloody mace, some grenades, and a cliff bar for stamina. <laughs> you, so you used to work at Whole Foods. I feel like that is something that somebody probably said to you yes, one day. exactly. Queef's arsenal had nothing but broken weapons. This had to be an inside job from his father, so he was sure to win the bet. What a fucking dick. Queef looks around the box of weapons and sees a dull scimitar. Yeah. A Hot Wheels car with flames on the side (laughs) and the hilt of a sword. He decided to grab those two in case he needed to throw something at Leviticus. Both of them are fitted with a nanoware injection that give them both superhuman powers. It's only for gladiators who are about to get destroyed so it can make for a more entertaining battle. Nice. The ref goes to the center of the arena and starts singing the national anthem, but no one knows the words, so they all started booing. I would too. Oh my god. I just looked ahead on accident. <laughs> the ref decides to cut it short and starts the death match with the words <laughs> Whatever, bro. Let's shred. Let's <laughs> shred. Let's shred. Alright. As soon as the bell tolls, Leviticus jumps a hundred feet through the air towards Queef. The nanoware effects were immediate. He swings his mace and just barely misses Queef, but effectively hits his half broken scimitar out of his hand. Queef immediately scrambles back onto his feet with nothing but a Hot Wheels car and useless end of a sword. <laughs> Leviticus's eyes are red with anger. This isn't a trait that they shared. Either the nanoware has been altered for him somehow, or he was given a hit of tiger jizz before the match. <laughs> Shit. Tiger jizz is a drug that amps up your adrenaline and gives you tunnel vision. Either way, this isn't looking good for Queef. Leviticus grabs one of his grenades and throws it at Queef with sick house accuracy. <laughs> The grenade explodes, 
right on Queef's head and a biodome surrounds him, sucking all the air from the arena. Atmosphere grenade. <laughs> oh my god! Let, so, uh, asterisk. We were on. There's this Reddit called. Were bone, you here that day? Yeah. Bone, bone apple tea. Yeah, bone you know about the atmosphere? Yeah. Someone tried to say atmosphere, but they spelled it asthmosphere. Oh my god! I forgot. <laughs> I had to drop. It's an atmosphere grenade. I made it a weapon. Oh my god! I love it. I forgot <laughs> to do the atmosphere. Fuck. How dare okay. You? Those were deemed illegal, but there are no rules in the arena except don't die. <laughs> With Queef gasping for air, he tries to exit the atmosphere. <laughs> but it's to no use. It's unbreakable. The crowd, full of aliens, androids, and cyborgs, all on their feet, cheering for the inevitable win for Leviticus. Queef looks around before he loses consciousness and notices that the God bless this mess pin that's on his chest is glowing a blinding blue. Not knowing what to do, he grabs it, but the pin burns his hand, so he drops it on the ground on top of his broken sword hilt. Oh, shit. The pin is so hot, it melts into the hilt, and something unprecedented happens. The hilt was a container for whatever power that pin possessed, and a glowing laser came out of the end of the hilt, creating a light... Saber? (laughs) No, that sounds lame. A laser sword! (laughs) Fuck. Without thinking, Queef grabs the sword and cuts through the atmosphere. (laughs) Force field like a hot knife through a Snickers bar. <laughs> the crowd is going wild. Lo- they're losing their shit with some androids straight up self-destructing. <laughs> it's chaos. Leviticus reels back from this, and his rage is now peaked. He runs at Queef at breakneck speed, but Queef is also feeling the effects of the nanoware and the fact that he has a dope ass weapon that somehow is part of his mom or something. <sighs> They trade blows with each other. Even though the sword can cut through anything, Leviticus has better battle training and is able to evade every attack Queef throws at him. They're attacking each other so fast it causes a small tornado to form in the middle of the arena and manages to throw a good amount of the attendees into orbit. (laughs) At this point, there's no order. People are fighting each other in the stadium and in the arena. Everything was destroyed. Both brothers jump back from each other to catch their breath. Leviticus, Leviticus's eyes are finally fading from the crimson red it was before, signaling that the tiger jizz is wearing off. Oh, they both stand up, ready to face each other again. But right before they do, they both stop. They look around them to see that it was total chaos. The mega stadium was destroyed, and most of the people in it have either been killed or missing from being sent into space. <laughs> Whoops. <clears throat> Queef then does the unthinkable. He looks at his laser sword and throws it down. He tells his brother that he does not want to fight him. He goes on this long-ass winded speech that no one remembers because the only person who heard it was Leviticus since everyone else was dead. <laughs> Leviticus, however, does not share the same sediment. <laughs> sediment? Did you mean sentiment or did you put sediment on purpose? I think it was a typo. I love it. I like sediment. Sediment. <laughs> he takes advantage and goes for the kill. Queef shuts his eyes, ready to die, but nothing happens. Did he die? Queef opens his eyes to see Leviticus engulfed in flames and turned into ash. What the fuck? In Leviticus's haste, he stepped on the Hot Wheels car, which was a concealed incendiary mine. The battle was over. Queef won. Cut to five years later, and Queef is starting college at the Silver Surfer Academy. Since he won the battle... He has superhuman powers from the nanoware he was injected with. He decided to play Earthball for the SSA. Nice. And get a degree in martial arts. His father was never seen again after that day. Some say he was thrown in space jail. Nice. Some say he was dropped in a vat of Snickers with all the world's children eating him whole every Halloween. Oh my god. All I do know is that every time Queef is mentioned today, there isn't an empty diaper in the house. (laughs) This was just one of the many amazing stories of the great Queef McLaser taint. <laughs> May the mess be blessed. <laughs> the end. That's so good. I love Queef. That's, that's just incredible. That was just his origin story. 
That was crazy. I still need to figure out how see how he saves uh what's his name? Your boy with the staff. Roundhouse? No, no, no. Your your kid with that the SSA oh, okay. with the staff and yeah. his friend keeps jerking off while making eye contact. <laughs> we only have two of those three, so I know. We need... I, need oh, to know I, what... I figure we have to establish a backstory. <laughs> I like first. it. I need I'm, to do, know, I'm doing the Marvel. Like, who designed the app? The asthma. <laughs> <laughs> I need a backstory. For that. Oh, I yeah. feel like that's a, that's a Gabriel McSnorkerson invention if I ever heard of one. Yeah. You go so fast in the tubes that there's no air to yeah. breathe. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. So this one is going to be Rosemary. Yeah, this is my story. Good luck. That's all I'm going to say. I'm excited. You're going to like this, Tony. I will. Yeah. I like them all. Both of you will like it. There's little things in it for each of you. Right, so, cool. um, note, Rise of Skywalker spoilers ahead. <laughs> it says, Anchors Away. Anchors Away. <laughs> spoilers, matey. Spoilers, matey. It says, the name of this story is The Rise of Palpatine. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't even. Okay. <laughs> Reading face. Bella Brackenthorne was over it. It, as in life, and just, you know, everything in general. Mostly she was over her new boyfriend and space pirate partner, Lex Luthor Jar Jar Binks Palpatine. This was before jail. Yeah, before space jail. (laughs) Uh, Dating Lex had seemed like a great idea when he'd appeared in the cave that contained the legendary Pied Piper VR headset, just materializing out of a virtual reality. Pied Piper? Nice. Oh, God, that was such a good story. Thanks. Sorry. At first, she thought he was just a way better looking version of Hans, her previ- previous space pirate partner and bard who kept track of all her adventures. But she had been wrong. She just wasn't feeling like herself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she sat alone behind the helm of her ship, which hadn't been at out of port in weeks even her theme song the pirates of the caribbean music only played a low volume whenever she entered a room now (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) what the fuck ever since she and lex had taken over an entire planet to be subject to their space pirate rule well lex had mostly done that himself she had they hadn't traveled anywhere bella missed open space she missed sailing the ship through multi multi multi-chrome nebulas yeah Okay. And imagining the space wind in her <laughs> Space wind. Space wind. Space most, wind. Most of all, she missed Hans. Aww. Aww. She didn't even think that was possible. Hans had been super annoying and needy as fuck. <laughs> she had friends on him a million times, but he didn't seem to understand that. He was constantly trying to win her hand, or whatever he called it. But Bella liked Hans. He was funny and sweet, and he literally did whatever she told him to. <laughs> That's the most important thing. She even missed the way he called her milady, <laughs> oh which Lex God. never did. Lex mostly called her a slut. <laughs> <laughs> she was totally into when they were fucking, but not so much outside of the bedroom. <laughs> and yeah, Lex was hot, but Bella was starting to realize, much to her dismay, that hotness wasn't everything. Sure, Lex may have looked like Kylo Ren, but he was no Ben Solo. <laughs> oh my God. You love it. (laughs) But now she wasn't even sure it was possible to get Hans back. Lex had murdered him after all. But wait a minute. Bella realized that Hans told her that he had murdered Lex once and Lex was somehow brought back to life. Maybe there was a way Hans could be brought back too. And Ben Solo. Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just as the thought crossed her mind, Bella saw a familiar ship pull into port at the planet of Palpatine land. (laughs) What's the name of the planet? That's what Lex named the planet they conquered. (laughs) Palpatine Land. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, God. The the ship was an old intergalactic stellar fleet battle cruiser. She'd seen it before, but it looked slightly different this time. Now it had a cat face and crossbones spray-painted over the ISF seal. The mark of the ghost cat. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. And there was only one ghost cat Bella could think of. (laughs) Jesus fucking space Christ, (laughs) she muttered, jumping out of the captain's chair. She ran out of her own ship and down the dock, her huge titties jiggling all over the place and nearly popping out of her corset. She passed a kid with pointed ears and yellow eyes sitting at the dock. (laughs) And and as she ran by, he called out, nice milk rockets. (laughs) 
took so long. No, I just realized I had no tit references in this story. I know, it's crazy. I'm sad about that. Oh, no. I feel like this would, if any episode... That's why you're so sad. That's why you're quiet. Because you didn't have any tit references. Nice milk rockets. Nice milk rockets. Bella ignored him and kept running until she reached the cruiser. The door hissed open and a smooth metal gangplank extended out of the ship like a long, hard dick. But Bella (laughs) couldn't see who was at the top of the plank. Because she was doubled over, panting for breath even harder than she usually did when she let Lex fuck her doggy style. (laughs) You probably shouldn't run in a corset, you dumb cunt. (laughs) A familiar voice snarled. When Bella finally caught her breath, she looked up to find the ghost of Maru. The Can Can I? I? Yeah. Han's former assistant! Floating on top of the gangplank. Oh, I just wanted to say, like... Gang. Never mind. <laughs> gangbang. <laughs> the gangbang, exactly. On top of the gangbang. <laughs> she would be. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There were a bunch of ghost red shirts and ISF <laughs> red shirts. In <laughs> <laughs> ISF uniforms behind Maru and they all started cheering. Bella realized it was because her enormous sweater meats had completely fallen out of her corset and were on full display. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Stuffed her boobs back into her corset. Maru, I need your help. Um, in case you don't remember, Maru started crossing her ghost arms. You fucking murdered me. <laughs> oh, right. Bella muttered. <laughs> she had forgotten about that. Technically, it wasn't me. It was Hans. She reminded the cat ghost. So what? He broke up with you and now you want me to help you get revenge? Maru asked. Practically ghost salivating. <laughs> what the fuck does that look like? I don't know, oh, but everything no. she does is ghostly. No, I actually need you to save him, Bella admitted. Fuck you, Mara said. <laughs> she turned to her crew. Let's blow this popsicle stand, she announced. Nice. Wait, please, Bella begged, which was crazy because she never begged for anything. People just gave her stuff, like whenever she wanted. <laughs> so this is totally new for her. Maru, please help me. I, I really need Hans, she admitted. I have no idea what I'm doing as a space pirate, and Hans recorded my legacy and totally made it seem like I did know what I was doing. <laughs> My reputation is too important. I need him to write epic poems about all my adventures. I forgot he was a poet. Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't make it, if he doesn't make it look like I'm doing amazing things, then I'll be stuck being a Sith Empress and sitting on a dark throne for the rest of eternity. You have to bring him back from the underworld or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maru floated down the gangplank. What the fuck was the purpose of the gangplank, anyways? If these ghosts could just float wherever they want. <laughs> What's even the purpose of doors in the ship? The ghost crew can just float through walls. Anyway. (laughs) When Maru got to the bottom of the gangplank, she asked, why don't you want to be a Sith Empress? That sounds awesome. It is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But not as awesome as me kicking ass and taking names on my own. I want to write my own story. Or I guess I want Hans to write it for me. (laughs) But I want... (laughs) But I want him to write what I tell him to, and Lex will never do that. That's true. Maru's ghost body went rigid, and she did that Halloween cat pose. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Drooling. Did you say Lex, she asked? Yeah, Hans's brother. Hans's brother, Bella said. I know who Lex is, Maru informed her. They hate each other. Lex and Hans had an epic VR duel a few episodes ago. (laughs) And Lex ended up murdering Hans and trapping him in the VR plane. Now Lex is alive in this universe, and I just really want Hans back, Bella explained. Aww. Aww. Cute. I guess. (laughs) It's weird, right? (laughs) Okay, Brackenthorn, Mario agreed. I'll help you out, but on one condition. I'll find Hans and bring him to you, but when I do, Lex is going to want to kick his ass. You have to let them have a fair fight and not interfere so I can watch Hans get his ass kicked. (laughs) Oh, God. Bella thought about it for a minute. Lex was really good at sword fighting and shit, which was part of what made him hot as fuck. (laughs) But she had seen The Force Awakens. Oh, no. So she knew it was possible for someone with no training to best a Sith. She wasn't Damn. sure Hans could do it, but this was the only chance she had at saving her legacy. Shots she had fired. to take it. Shots fired at J.J. Abrams. Fuck J.J. Did he write it? And, oh, Kasdan actually wrote it, right? Oh, fuck oh, fuck Kasdan. Yeah. But you know what? The be- it's Never mind. It's a great movie. Yeah, great movie. Great we movie. love it. Except, except for that. 
But Still good. Yeah. Fine, she agreed. Go get Hans, then the brothers will duel for the right to my legacy and my sweet, sweet milk rockets. <laughs> I can't believe Soren made it into this story. <laughs> milk rockets, Maru asked. Yeah, that's what I heard some guy call them, Bella said. Maru rolled her ghost eyes. Whatever, I'm going to go get Hans. 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 Okay. Okay. Catch these hands, Hans. <laughs> Before Bella could ask any more questions, Maru disappeared. What's the point of having a ship? I, know, I don't know. <laughs> Just to be badass. It's hey. like a status symbol. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. This is like a plug. Hey, do you know where we can get a pub sub? <laughs> Not brought by Publix. Oh, God. They're Not actually on sale this week, in oh, case shit. anyone's wondering. Oh, shit. <laughs> Asked one of the ghost crew members. And maybe some Magic the Gathering cards, another asked. <laughs> yeah, sure, Bella said. After she, after she pointed them towards the nearest Publix, she started to wonder how long she would have to wait for Maru. Who knew how vast the VR plane really was? It could take weeks or months or even years to find... Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Bella snapped out of her reverie to see that Maru had returned. Floating next to her was a ghost she recognized. Hans! More hands, she exclaimed <laughs> as her eyes filled with tears. Ghost Hans blinked. Milady? <laughs> Joy filled Bella's heart as her tears spilled down her cheeks and splashed, <laughs> splashed into her boobs. All was not lost. She could still make her own legacy or Hans could make it for her or whatever. She ran to him, her arms outstretched, ready to embrace her friend. But since Hans was a ghost, Bella went straight through him and ended up falling <laughs> flat onto the ground. <laughs> her tits, the only thing that broke her fall. Of course. Naturally. <laughs> Is this ghost? The movie ghost? There's no pottery. Oh, Touch shit. Me. I can't. Maru cackled while Hans knelt next... Bleh. Maru cackled while Hans knelt next to Bella, unable to tear his eyes away from those gigantic jugs. <laughs> All of a sudden, he realized he had really missed Bella. Like, a lot. Especially her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> My lady, did you oh. summon me? He asked. <laughs> but he looks like he's gonna be, hurts. he's gonna die. It hurts. <laughs> Bella sat up and made sure her tits were still in her corset. Yes, Hans, I can't deal with Lex anymore. He's so... Ugh. <laughs> She complained. He doesn't do anything I ask. He can't write poetry, and he's always telling me to make him a sandwich. And I, she almost <laughs> couldn't bring herself to admit the rest, but she finally forced the words out of her mouth. I missed you. Aww. Aww. You should have an aww button for I that one. Not for them. <laughs> Hans popped a ghost boner. Have you noticed? That's why. There it is. <laughs> Fear not, milady," he said. <laughs> I have sworn to take revenge on my brother for murdering me, and now I must carry out this act of justice to avenge my own death and to save milady from crutches, from clutches of... <laughs> yeah, sure, Bella interrupted. <laughs> Whatever you gotta do. But when you're done with that, the ship is, like, really dirty, so you gotta clean it. <laughs> also, I've been up to a bunch of adventures while you were away, so I'll need you to write those down exactly as I tell you, and not the way you hear them from anyone else. <laughs> that's, that's teacher speak. It's in all caps. It's yeah. all caps. Han side. Yes, milady. Oh, no. Nothing has changed. Perfect. That's right, everything really I've ever wanted. Yeah. Bella jumped to her feet and pulled her laser-edged cutlass from its sheath as the Pirates of the Caribbean music started to uh, began to swell under her voice. You love it. Why don't you have that? I didn't, <laughs> no, I didn't expect this to be fucking... I should have told you. All right, let's go face the evil Lex Luthor, Jar Jar Binks, Palpatine, and restore balance to the galaxy, she announced. Oh, I gotta see this, Maru said with a laugh <laughs> as she floated after Bella and Hans and listened to Bella list off things she wanted Hans to do for her that she could easily do for herself if she wasn't so goddamn spoiled and lazy. <laughs> to a dark as fuck throne room inside a cavern that has a sick ass black throne in the middle of it and it and is no way the exact same throne room that was on Exegol. Oh, no. Not even close, guys. <laughs> so don't ask. Lex was sitting on his throne being evil as fuck as usual, which meant he was tossing Legos on the floor and waiting for his evil minions to step on them. What a dick. Right? Then he laughed at their pain. Bruh. 
<laughs> Suddenly, he felt a disturbance in the force. I mean, the normal energy in the room. <laughs> his eyes shot to the entrance of his throne room where he saw a familiar ghost figure. 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 <laughs> Brother, he asked, standing from oh, his shit. awesome throne. I'm surprised he didn't scream traitor yet. Traitor! Hans floated further into the room and Bella and Maru close behind him. What is the meaning of this? Lex demanded. I banished you to the VR realm. (laughs) I don't know, that's amazing. I'm here to challenge you for the title of the most evil being in the galaxy, Hans announced, and to restore Captain Brackenthorn's honor. What a babe. Aww. No. You know that bitch was letting me fuck her all kinds of ways since you've been dead, said Lex. Bruh. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. Maru whispered as she shoveled popcorn in her ghost mouth. It just fell right through her and landed on the floor. <laughs> Hans boiled with rage. How dare you speak about Captain Brackenthorn in such a manner? <laughs> Bella shrugged. I mean, it's true. <laughs> What you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels Before like. Before Hans could get too heartbroken, Lex pulled out a sick as fuck laser sword. Uh oh. If it's a fight, <laughs> I'm sorry. If a fight is what you want, he said, then that's what you'll get. Oh, that's shit. That's fucking epic. Yeah. All of us had laser swords in our story. I know. That's crazy. That was the theme, right? I guess so. <laughs> it is now. <clears throat> Hans looked around for, his, for a weapon, but since he was dead and not in a virtual reality anymore, none appeared in his grasp. Hans, Bella called. <laughs> she tossed him her cutlass, and for some reason, he was able to hold it, even though other ghosts can't hold things in this realm. But I need him to be able to hold this sword for <laughs> plot purposes, so deal with it. <laughs> Damn, fuck nice. you, JJ. <laughs> a little asterisk in the story. Uh, I love it. You can use this to kill your brother, but only if you write down in your notebook that I killed him. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Hans examined the sword in his hand. It, it was his best option if he wanted to defeat Lex once and for all. Yes, milady. <laughs> Whatever she wants. He turned his attention back to his brother, whose hair and cloak were billowing in non-existent space with. <laughs> oh, my God. Because he was that much of a fucking badass, I will do what I must. <laughs> Lex laughed. You will try. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> you will try. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited for this. I'm sorry. The two brothers started an epic sword fight while Maru and Bella watched, and the Shundan. Where's <laughs> where is it? Asmosphere. <laughs> If you don't know what that is, look go up, educate yourself. Go to YouTube and look up Shundun Duel of Fates. Uh, you will be happy. You did. And watch the whole thing. Hans and Lex were, bit, were evenly matched. Because ever since <sighs> the power of all the Sith that came before it helped inspire Hans in the last episode he was in. He suddenly knew how to fight and shit. The two brothers uh, were flipping all over the place and clashing weapons just, and just being general badasses as they fought. Picturing just like Yoda and Palpatine right now. How do we both have two brothers fighting? I the same do. Story? We have so much of the same shit. That's Laser so swords, weird. like everything. That's so weird. Finally, Hans slashed a deep cut into Lex's side and Lex fell to the ground. Hans jumped up on a rock since it's a cavern and there were totally rocks in there. <laughs> It's over, he announced to his brother. I have the high ground. I knew that was coming. I had a feeling. Hans fully expected Lex to surrender. You underestimate my power. (laughs) Don't try. Don't try. (laughs) It breaks itself. Hans fully expected expected Lex to surrender since there's basically no way you can beat someone who has the high ground. It's just a rule. (laughs) But... Hans was shocked when Lex jumped to his feet and grabbed Bella, holding his laser sword to her throat. And, no, you pervert, I mean his actual sword, not his dick. (laughs) Hans, help me, Bella pleaded. Milady, Hans called. Oh, my God. He was about to panic, unsure how he would win the duel of, the duel, and it's almost the duel of (laughs) The duel to save Bella. (laughs) 
But then he realized something. He had seen this before. The last time he faced his brother during their battle in the VR plane. Lex had used the same power... I'm sorry. Lex had used the power of virtual reality to trick him into thinking Bella was in danger. And Hans had fallen for it. Not this time. Hans jumped off the rocks. I won't fall for your tricks again, he yelled. He lunged at Lex, ready to prove that this was a tr this was all a trick. Without a second of hesitation, he stabbed the cutlass blade through Bella's chest, piercing her right between her gigantic knockers. Uh. <laughs> it's VR, right? But to Hans's horror, Bella didn't pixelate away into the VR plane. Blood poured out around the blade and was still embedded, but that was still embedded between her chest missiles. <laughs> And she gasped, Hans! She choked as he tugged the sword free. You fucking moron! <laughs> <laughs> then she fell to the ground, totally real and totally dead. No way! <laughs> that, Lady, that, that, no! That. What you say? <laughs> oh, no! Milady, no! <laughs> Hans straight dropping to his knees. He tossed the cutlass aside and held Bella's dead body. But still hot body in his arms. Like dead, but still hot body in his arms. Well, that was unexpected, Mario commented. <laughs> Lex laughed evilly. You fool, he said. You're too stupid to know the difference between an actual Captain Brackenthorn and a VR version. You'll never defeat me. I'll forever remain the most evil being in the entire galaxy. <laughs> oh, shit. Nice, nice. Never! Hans exclaimed. He laid Bella down gently on the ground. Please take care of her, he said to Maru. Um, no, Maru said. Hans grabbed his sword and turned back to his brother. He was just about to start fighting Lex again, this time to get revenge for Bella's death, when a glowing green light emanated from Bella's body. Ghost Bella materialized in front of him, and she looked fucking pissed. Oh, shit. Are you fucking serious, Hans? She demanded, you killed me? What the fuck? <laughs> Hans dropped the cutlass. Milady, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> he tried to explain. It's just that I thought you were a VR projection and I... Save the excuses. She snapped. <laughs> I can't believe you fucking murdered me. At least I had a hot... I have a hot ghost. Wait, at least I have a hot ghost? Yeah, like she's a ghost. Oh, she's like a hot I, ghost. At least I have a hot ghost body. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but if you think I'll ever consider hooking up with you at this point, Hans, Bella, and Maru were all too busy to realize that Lex had stolen the cutlass and run the fuck away because he basically killed everyone in the room. <laughs> so he guessed he. <laughs> I can't get the page turned. He guessed he what? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> And they were way too involved in their argument to realize the red letter media guys had come into the throne room dressed as Ghostbusters. What the fuck? <laughs> ghosts, Mike explained. I knew they were real. Ghosts. Ghost. I knew they were real. You gotta say it with a Wait, Milwaukee you... accent. Ghosts. I, I don't know how to say it. Ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs> I knew they were real. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Exclaimed Rich. <laughs> Quickly, let's catch them, said Jay. They used their Ghostbuster weapons to shoot Bella, Hans, and Maru and lock them inside a muon? Is that how you say it? A muon trap? Muon? Yeah. Okay. I guess. Trap. That's what it's called. I don't know how to say okay. it. Which was basically like, like being in space jail. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get these to the commissioner of, commissioner of space, said Mike. Wait, I have to do that in an accent? No. Oh, okay. Just the goose part. <laughs> And the guys ran out of the cavern and back to Mr. Plinkett's house. Yes. The end. Yes. I knew you would like that ending. That was amazing. Fuck. <laughs> Can I believe it, Plinkett Hans? And then Lex the got locked up in jail and knew forget Somehow, about it. Somehow, yeah. Somehow. <laughs> for, forget about it. I don't know how you spelled it. No, she said forget about it. Forget, forget about, about, it. about it. So Hans actually killed the real That was Bella. a great story, babe. Thank How many you. pages was that? Like six and a half. Yeah, you both had like six pages. <laughs> I, I, as soon as you I, saw the Shundan, you were gonna fucking. I died. I, I literally had half the writing of you guys, but you guys' stories are amazing. Shundan, Yours was really Shundan, good. Too. How do we Shundan. all do? Shundan. Yeah. <laughs> Shundan, Shundan, Shundan. I love the fact that Soren had a cameo in yours. Yeah, he did. Soren, my baby. But uh, yeah, that was. 
one of our episodes. That was an episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I couldn't make it without laughing. It no, was no, that was it's, amazing. It's to be expected. <laughs> it was so it's, good. If, if we Rosemary doesn't laughing. laugh at any ep- story that I write, then it's not funny, and that that would be a problem. Yeah, that so would be a I'm problem. I'm glad that she laughs. So yeah, I want to thank you for being on. Yeah, thank you. Your Thanks stories are always me. amazing. So good. And uh, uh, even though it was a little bit awkward to hear about my fictional life as a space cop and new forget about it. <laughs> no, no, forget about <laughs> it. You forget about it. And also, what happened to Emily? We'll have to find out well, yeah. next time. That means the next story has you know you can't you don't keep them wanting. That's true. That's just for you, Emily. Keep I love you Emily. guys, <laughs> listener wanting. So before we go, uh, check out our Instagram, which is Dream Laser Podcast yep. at IG. That's our only social media, so just leave us comments. We're not good at the internet. Yeah. I mean, we're great at it. We just don't. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) And um, write write us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and we'll read them. Because we love reviews and we love stories. We have stories. Even if you don't like us, still write us a review. But definitely leave us five stars either way. Either way, give us five stars, but then just write (laughs) a review. Even if you hate us, leave us five stars. Just to show us how much you hate us. Yeah, think of all the milk rockets. Yeah, think about the chest missiles you could be missing out on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.